We're back. Episode 70. Whoa. Oh, we're in the 70s. It only took us like, what, five or six years to get here. How long has it been? It's been a long time. Again, this could qualify as one of the longest engagements I've ever had. Yeah. It's a commitment. It's probably the longest commitment I've ever made to anything. <laughs> How long were you at your last, like, Cantire days? Uh, I was there for, like, almost seven years. Well, we're reaching that. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll surpass that. Yeah. Well, I actually have fun doing this. Um, <laughs> did not have fun grinding away at a corporation. Yeah. But at least you're getting paid there. Yeah. Just get paid to do your job, and that's it. Nine to five. Walk out at the end, and that's pretty much it. You know, there's this concept that is now coming into the mainstream called quiet quitting. They say there's an epidemic of people quiet quitting. What's what's quiet quitting? They're saying quiet quitting is just basically when when an employee doesn't go above and beyond. Okay. So they go to work, they do their job to like the letter, and then... However many hours are supposed to work, they work, and yep. then they go home. Fuck, I've been quiet quitting all this all this time. So have I. <laughs> it's amazing, right? What's what's this, Is this something that's being thrown out there by like an HR department just, just to throw shame and try guilt trip people into working more hours than they need to? So it's an interesting theory. So I mean, where's my quiet funding? I mean, I'm yeah. fucking struggling out here. Why ain't they quietly giving me more money? Yeah, it's true. They should be uh, quiet. They should be having quiet raises uh, in that as well. It is an interesting concept, like the terminology behind it. I was quick to jump to the conclusion that it was just some corporate CEOs that invented it. Yeah. Like, how do we get people back into the office? Okay. Like, oh, wait, let's come up with the term quiet quitting. So why? Uh, okay. Continue with thought. I'm going to uh, throw in my, uh, you know, what I think on top of that, the whole CEO thing. As you should. Yep. But interesting point was raised to me that it might be these like psychology or sociology researchers mm-hmm. who are coming up with like the research and the phrase the, the phraseology yeah. around quiet quitting, the hot uh, terms or what jargons. Yeah, they got to keep themselves employed as well, right? Yeah. Too, they have to come up with some new things, some new trends that are happening out there in like the workforce and in society. And so it's it's a, it's a brand new name on something that has probably existed. For as long as work has existed. Yeah, you mean the person that wants a work-life balance? Yeah, or like work to rule, right? You just work, do your job, and don't do anything extra, and then go home. Like when teachers or whoever are are on a job action. Yeah, and they're, and they're deemed an essential service. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't know. This is gaining momentum. And the thing is, as well, that I kind of don't like... And I've I've talked on this theme numerous times. It's all being amplified by like the mainstream media, Mm -hmm. which is basically just corporations, right? Yeah, they're all because they have to deal with their own own staff not wanting to come in. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know, man. The more and more I see it, the more I see this is a war between employers and employees. Like I never used to think about it that way. Yeah, like I knew that you know we hired to do a job and we're more or less expendable but now it's getting dirty like mud is being slung yeah yeah it's it's just not yeah it doesn't sit well with me this new terminology like every every day every week you you look at 
like media reports or whatever. There's something new to kind of antagonize. Yeah. See, as you're telling me about this whole quiet quitting, in my mind, I thought quiet quitting as in like people just get a new job and just straight up quit. Oh, well, oh okay. I know, like they ghost their employer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how quitting, but clearly it's, it's different. Um, I'm just thinking, okay, so why do people care? If you're telling me all these corporations are now experiencing like record level of growth, like yes. uh, revenue, okay, yeah, you're getting record number of like revenues, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're complaining about people quiet quitting. What are you telling me? Like being efficient is not like something that it's valued in a call a corporation. You want someone to kind of drag their feet to do their yeah. work, to just you know prove that it takes them thirty-seven and a half hours a week to do the work that could normally take probably like twenty hours. Yeah, I don't know. Like sometimes I sit there and I think, how the fuck would I survive? Had I been born an extra twenty years, I'll get lots more money. But yeah. I would be sitting at my desk with no way of communicating with people outside, <laughs> within my arms reach. Yeah, and some some of the people I work with, I don't want to you know speak to regularly to begin with. So like now, with like when we got into workforce, like instant, like you had like Google Chat and all that stuff going on. You had like mm-hmm. uh, BlackBerry Messenger, so people were like chatting up. I actually have one controller one time say like when i quit on on them like not quit a quiet quitting yeah. i legit just quit she said loud like, quit yeah like, i just like <laughs> i'm done and i'm like we gave you an opportunity i'm like you gave me a bunch of bullshit work and then now you're telling me that i was on my phone all the time I'm like yeah because it's a bunch of bullshit work that i finished yeah and it's done like what else you guys want me to do is like i noticed you were on your phone I'm like yo bitch everything's done what do you want me to do yeah like what do you want me to do it's funny how the pettiness comes out when you told them you don't need them anymore, mm-hmm. right? Now they're saying, well, why are you so angry that I'm leaving? It should be good that I'm leaving, right? Yeah, I'm not good, right? Like, yeah. you, you hired a wrong person. You know, guess what? Now I'm someone else's problem. Not mm-hmm. your problem anymore, but that's someone else's problem. Sucker. They're paying me more. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I get your, like, like hatred. I get, I get real worked up thinking about working, like, again, common theme on our podcast where i always complain about (laughs) corporations and how you know there's a lot of lip service Mm -hmm. especially these new like younger corporations like i work for a fairly young company yeah they promise a lot of stuff um they deliver on a lot of it but also can see as they get more successful or as we get more successful you know we get acquired now we're guess what we're under the same old corporate culture of yes. a bigger corporation that's more established that's been around for what 50 70 years mm-hmm. now they're gonna go and put in their you know workflows and all that stuff which means okay well we're not doing what we're doing our hr benefits are going to be different it's going to slide right back into their corporate uh benefits so it's like eventually it's just it doesn't stop it doesn't there's no way of taking over unless you're like a like a Facebook or something like that, or Google. Yeah. Um, those IT, you know, Silicon Valley corporations where they grow so grew so big that no one else can acquire them. Yeah. That they now establish this new culture. Yeah, that's fair, and I see it all the time, and you know, in the industries that I work in, because I work for small like agencies who always get bought up by like larger holding companies mm-hmm. that are more corporate in structure, and they rain down their corporate hierarchy, and they're like corporate um you know code of conduct code of ethics all these like red tape and uh campaigns and committees and all those kind of things yeah um 
you just can't avoid it. And with that comes this whole like, I don't know, the way that these comp- that these smaller companies got built, they didn't build it on like rigidity. You had mm-hmm. to be you had to be flexible in order to build up your 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 brand, your product. You oh, had yeah. you had to be like the ten guys in the garage who started off this product, this mm-hmm. this piece of technology or this company. You got there through like being small and agile. Yep. And you know, people probably didn't have the work life balance. Yeah. When they when they built it up, but they reached a point of like synergy and efficiency with each other that they could probably achieve that work life balance. Yeah. Like once they reached a point where they got familiar with each other and they could do repeatable processes. The larger a company grows, like through acquisitions or mergers or whatever, then you start to lose that ability to keep things together. And and if you grow too rapidly mm-hmm. as well, that's what causes some of the chaos, which leads to people having to do more than their nine to five or with their you know eight hours of work entails. Yeah. And I think that's where this whole thing kind of comes from. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's funny when you're you're talking about that growth or like the life cycle of a of a startup. Yeah, like I'm experiencing that right now. Granted, I wasn't in I wasn't there from the very beginning, but I was there prior to the final acquisition. So mm-hmm. I've seen like the changes the last couple of years, almost four years. Um, and yeah, that's exactly it. Like you you mentioned, like the whole work life balance. At that time, you're probably grinding. You're in a small warehouse. You got like 10 of you guys trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. You're probably working like 50, 60 hours a week. I'm thinking that's probably an enjoyable time because you're, you're doing something. You, you feel like you're, you're, you can see the direct output and the result that you're putting in, your input, yeah. versus as you, as you get larger and it kind of gets outside your scope, you're just plugging in and doing your routine yeah. uh, tasks. And really, where's where's the output? Where am I seeing? I'm just seeing the number. I'm like, okay, well, the you know revenues went up. Okay, well, you know, I'm not taking off at the same time as them. Like versus, like if you have a startup early on, like the story of my company, yeah, the founder would just walk in a room and it's like if he liked you, he would just give you a raise or give you gave you a bonus kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Like I read like some of the benefits, like if you stayed X amount of years with this company, the stuff that you got. Granted, there's a lot of people that started with the company got shares. And now they're pretty, you know, well off. I, mm-hmm. I mean, good enough, right? Like, yes. they're not have they don't have to worry about you know first home buyer problems. Mm-hmm. They can just get that with you know, and that's the luck of the draw. You you join a company, you took a risk. Yeah, uh, good on them, right? Time and work for them. Um, but at what point does one job change, right? Like, we're, you know, in my mind, I feel I'm I'm still kind of young. Sometimes I have to kind of check myself yeah. and be like, you know what, in this room, especially in the company I'm in. I might be the most senior, like person that has the most senior experience yeah. of like business in itself. <laughs> and yeah. I have to be the rational person telling them, you know, this isn't right. Like, again, I'm 100% sure we've spoke about this before in another pod where it's like, when you realize <laughs> you're the only person in that room speaking rational, rationally, yeah, there must be something wrong. Exactly. I don't even take myself that seriously. It's true. No, I, I have the same feeling. And when you get further on in your career, and especially if you work for these like smaller type like uh, organizations where it attracts a lot of young people to work for it, mm-hmm. um, I like my role in it because you know I'm, I'm the guy who's you know in the center of it, heavily involved. 
I like it up to a certain point. I mean, I call, I call myself at the end of the day and I don't bring any work home with me. Well, aside from when I work from home. Yeah. Right. Um, having a small company, you have a sense of ownership in it as well. Mm -hmm. You may have a literal ownership in it as well. The larger it gets, the more that kind of dissipates. And if they become public, if the company gets sold, you lose that sense of ownership. And if you don't have that sense of ownership, then why are you, why are you grinding like you're an owner? Yeah. Why are they expecting you to grind as if you are going to get something from a project being successful or the company being successful financially? You're not going to get anything extra. You, I mean, you might. Yeah. But that goes to everyone, right? It's not just for you. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, why should you be personally accountable and have to do more than your job entails? Yeah. Like, I, I just don't know. Cause there's no guarantees in life mm-hmm. as well. So a lot of people do it voluntarily because they think, oh, this is the way I'm going to get a promotion. This is the way I'm going to get a raise. How often are you seeing, like, you yourself got to experience being promoted. I've never gotten that, I guess, like, minor promotion, but, like, it's never been like, oh, I started from junior all the way up. I never found that to be my experience to get to the next level Mm -hmm. of my career. I had to leave the company and then work somewhere else. It's just like... I don't know what else I could have done in that current company yeah. for them to give me, you know, a title bump. It's it just like every single place that I've ever worked at, they always tell you, yeah, there's opportunities for promotion. There's opportunity for you to go and work in another department and shit. I'm at this page, uh, stage of my like work life where I know like it's all bullshit. Like HR, they can tell me this, this is what will happen. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I don't care. I'm here for this role. I'm going to grind it. Yeah, pay me my money. You know, if I think it's kind of bullshit, then I'll just pick, you know, pack my bags and I'll go to another spot. Yeah, that's usually the way to get it done. I know I've only had that happen at one organization, and I got promoted twice in there. Other than that, I've never had a promotion outside of that organization. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that you you mention you know you're you're at the stage where you're at, mm-hmm. and that's going to pretty much be where you're at. Yeah. And I saw this uh, old, was maybe a tweet or Instagram post from Lil Duval. You know the comedian, Lil Duval? Yeah. Like, he talked about, like, men's mental health. And he just said, basically, why do men have, like, these midlife crisis at, like, the mid-30s? It's because they realize that this is who they are, yeah. right? And it's probably not going to change, mm-hmm. right? This is who you are over the first 35 years of your life. There's probably not going to be any dramatic change. This is it. This is your life. Yeah. Right? So he's like, women, take it easy on, on y- your man because he's, go- he's going through this, right? Yeah. Not everyone's making it up to become like a CEO or a director and all that stuff. Is that something like I even aspire to when I first started working? Probably not. Like, what's the shame? Where's the shame in being a middle manager or something like that? Yeah. I'm, I've never had that guilt. People always talk about you. You see someone, you go out there. Like, I'm trying to get into a mindset where, you know, if I meet someone new and they ask me what I do, mm-hmm. but prior to this, I, I would go, oh, I only do tax. Oh, yeah, I'm just this, you know, I'm, like, I'm not just this, you know, tax person, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a tax person. <laughs> you know, it is what it is, and there's got to be a pride to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't have to downplay what I do. Mm-hmm. I don't also have to boost it up because it is just... A normal role that I'm doing for a company because mm-hmm. they need it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned about this whole like midlife crisis. Like, I feel like I've gotten through it a couple of times just because I've, again, with a lot of uh, job jumping and all that stuff, there's like times where it's just like, shit, is this what I want to do? This is mm-hmm. pretty much what I'm going to keep doing. This is what it is. I'm at a spot where I'm like, you know what? It's, it's actually good. I have my work-life balance. I yes. quite quit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and no one no one says anything to me because I'm a, a specialist in what I do. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, all right. You can go find someone else, but are they going to give you the same? You're, are you going to pay? You're going to have to pay them more yeah. because you took me in. Granted, it was like a trade-off. Like I didn't have the experience. You gave me the experience outside of Canada. That's fun and dandy. But mm-hmm. if you want to look for someone that covers my spot now, good luck. Like I can go out and I tell them like, hey, I, I'm showing you just pure Canadian, just Canadian market, nothing else. No U.S., no Europe. Mm-hmm. This is what they're getting paid and they're getting paid higher. It's like, I just want a title bump. <laughs> I don't know why I want it. I actually never really push it that hard. Mm-hmm. I just go, hey, you know, I know that we're doing company wide. We're doing a whole realignment, trying to like put people in the right titles and shit. Mm-hmm. So I put it out there. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm doing, and this is what, you know, if I were to go outside, my workload would cut in, you know, probably two thirds. I get paid more. <laughs> yeah, but nothing changed. I'm like, all right, you know, you call my bluff. <laughs> I like it here, and I know. Grass isn't greener on the other side all the time, right? Yeah. So if it's a spot that's good and it's not super stressful, I'll stick it through. It sounds like you found a good balance, right? And, you know, you still be quiet quitting. So, <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I don't have that balance. Well, I have the, the work-life balance. Just the work part of it is like go, go, go. Everything's yeah. on fire all the time. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. Shit's on fire for, for me too all yeah. the time. Um Again, we're talking about like a, a startup company going from startup to now, mm-hmm. you know, a company aspiring to be a billion dollar revenue company mm-hmm. per year. So, I mean, you're taking a lot of gr- people that are green. Like, let's just say like they just graduated and they're like 23. Right now they're, you know, 33 and they might be put into a position where they're like a VP of transportation <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah. No way. There's no way they can do it, especially if they only had just this one company. Yeah all this experience i'm like yeah internally you're great yeah but you never seen the outside like you've never taken best practice you just took whatever practice worked when we were a 50 million dollar company yeah. and now we're like an x mil, uh, like you know 10 times that that revenue yeah you can't do it and shit's hidden, hidden the fan and people just go yeah we've always been doing it this way i'm like why did you not revisit it because yeah. like were we always this big we weren't <laughs> yeah I hate hearing that because part of my role is a transformational role. I have to take an organization or a department or an application or a product or whatever from what it was until or to what it could be to solve whatever problems or gain whatever opportunities. Everyone's always talking about this is how we've always done it. Well, where are you now? Mm -hmm. Like, where are you now because of that? Yeah. Right. You're not where you need to be. Yeah. So we're not going to be doing it that way anymore. It's just funny, just kind of seeing the way people do business. They thought they think the way that they've done business has always been the right way. And yeah. I come in, I just shock them, I shock their world. <laughs> yeah, it's like you hired and you wanted a fresh pair of eyes, and bring the fresh pair of eyes, and now you're telling me you don't want to change. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's just, yeah. I, I remember going in there into interviews and being like, oh, what's the advantage you have? 
and I will always say, yeah, because I'm so green. Like, it's fresh canvas. Like, you know, I can learn and all that. And at this point, like, I'm not, I'm open to, like, learning. But there's stuff that I know, and that's how I would do it. And, you know, granted, someone can come in and, and blow that to smithereens and show me a better way of doing it, then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But, again, like, what I do is a little bit more specialized, where I'm looking at a field where no one else has tackled it or done it somewhere. Yeah all right, well, you guys are stuck with my way. It could be wrong, but it's my way of doing it. <laughs> That's an advantage to you that I don't have. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because you're working like uh, you have people that, that are doing your stuff, or I guess you have colleagues that are maybe on yeah. the same level. I don't No, No one's on the same level. Maybe my boss is on a higher level, but no one else is. <laughs> well, but it seems to be the case if you worked in like Liberty Village. Yeah, you have other people <laughs> who like think – this is the way that you should be doing things. And I tell them, no, actually, we're going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And they kind of can't deal with that challenge to the worldview. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I come in as the expert. I've had people question if I've ever done my job before. Like, <laughs> like, have you ever done this? Yeah, I've been doing it for 10 years, and I'm the manager of this department. So, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I think I've done this a few times before. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, quiet quitting is fucking ridiculous that fucking term told it it pisses the shit out of me just like thinking like like you said in prior pods corporations are making fucking crazy amount of money these days Mm -hmm. but you're telling me it's inflation like okay well if if it's just inflation shouldn't just cover and then you should just have the same amount of like revenue times your inflation that you expect but no, it's like record, record number, record profits. But where the fuck are all the people that are buying these stuff? Like, it, I, I just don't see how it works without a balance of it, right? Right now, it's like so heavily on the business side of things where consumers are getting fucking destroyed on everything. Yeah. And, but our wages have never, like, isn't keeping pace with like inflation. Not at all. So how the fuck are people spending more money? But yeah, that's a debt thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's even credit card debts. I'm just like, man, maybe, like, I don't have credit card debt other than, you know, like the usual monthly payment. You mm-hmm. can make the monthly payment. But I can see how some people are racking up crazy amount. Yeah. And they're just paying whatever they can. The minimum balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's all a pyramid scheme, man. It's, it's all about to collapse. There's always going to be some way that they antagonize uh, us in the, in, like employer employee relationship and there's never i never buy these answers i never buy their explanations for anything anymore they're talking about record profits we made record profits we had uh we had a uh, our investment from our uh, sponsors or whatever mm-hmm. um sorry we got to lay off you know 500 people yeah well, but, but i thought you got investments i thought you made record profits like yeah and the ceo's making like getting a 20 million dollar bonus but uh, paycheck. Yeah, he's on his yacht all the time, right? And then you have, oh, we're we're really feeling the squeeze here, mm-hmm. but you know we're gonna keep these like higher level executives and lay off like the grunt workers. I just never buy any explanation. Like these town halls are pretty much propaganda. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. At one point, like at what point? This the last fifty years, or after like post World War Two. The explosion of like white collar jobs mm-hmm. is now more dominant. Well, you can see it in, in like North America. That's the dominant 
workforce. Mm-hmm. Well, not dominant. I guess it's dominant because we're we're like white collar workers, but like yeah. there's still you know like physical laborers. You know, people are working actually making the products, and they're getting bullshit amount. Sometimes I look at it like fuck. No, no, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I'm getting overpaid. Yeah. But you know, there's a lot of fat in the white collar sector. Yeah, that can be trimmed. It's true. I'm totally being overpaid. Like I'm not even gonna debate it with you. There's people who have more education and like more technical skills. But is education really an indicator of I, how much you should get paid? In a way, it is. Because like, right? What? You know, you can end up being a PhD, like no, no slight on social sciences, but mm-hmm. you can be a PhD in social sciences, but that social science, again, it's, it's like, it's a pretty, it's pretty new mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things when you look at it. But when you talk to people, most of them go into university doing social science, like the soft sciences yeah. is what they call it. And just like you said, they're talking about, um, quiet quitting, right? And it's a, you know, social science or whatever term, one of those soft science came up with it. Mm -hmm. Like, but what's, what is your study? What's their studies? Mm -hmm. Like you took a survey of like a hundred people across of what, in like two years, Mm -hmm. like where's the, where's the timeline? How long are you doing this? Like study for, um, especially in the soft science where everything's kind of like the answers are, it's not definitive because you're Mm -hmm. taking a survey, rate it from one to 10. Sometimes I don't fucking rate. It yeah. can be great, but I don't want to put fucking 10. Yeah, I'm just going to be is, an asshole. I'm like, yeah, you know, seven and yeah, eight. Seven and eight. Is special. You're like Kawhi Leonard at the dunk contest. <laughs> He's holding up that nine the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you got to have standard. It's all subjective. Um, so that's why it's sometimes at this point where I see it's just all clickbait. You know, quiet quitting and all this all the jazz. Dude, it's not even quitting. You're still there and you're doing the job every day. You don't want to lose that job, but you don't yeah. want to do anything extra because you know it's not going to get you anything. So Yeah, you're not getting anything extra because at the end of the year when you get your bonus payout, some bullshit-ass yeah. thing. I'm like, this does not correlate to anything. Like, you guys told me, like, the bonus is 20%. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what pay, like, where's that fucking bonus? Dude, I've never well, seen that. I, I just don't get it. I don't get the mentality behind it. Like, they're not going to come call you into the office be like, you were only doing your job and nothing else. Sorry, we're going to have to get rid of you. That's not going to happen. <laughs> it just it only worked one one time for me yeah. where, like, the, like, my VP, or no, he was the director, and then he, he kind of slid over, like, this is your, your pay bump and this is your bonus. It's like, what do you think? You know, normal answers. Just it's like, how are you? Is it good? Yeah. I, I just dropped like, uh. yeah. <laughs> that was one time, kind of gutsy, pulled it off, got a good bump afterwards because mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, this is this isn't right. Um, tried that a second time, didn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, you just got to be honest with it, right? Just, yeah, I just go, you know, this is what it is. You've seen it. If you're happy with my work, it's not your money, man. It's not your fucking money. Yeah. That's why I don't get, like, why the fuck are all these, like, executives so fucking tight? Dude, you have $20 million payout. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking for a measly $10,000 increase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after Trudeau gets his, after Doug Ford gets his. Yeah, this is not like, even, this is even post-tax. Yeah. This is, we're talking about pre-tax. Yeah. Like, dude, like, it's not gonna, that's, yeah. It's it just, it doesn't work out. Like, in my mind, it never worked out. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, haven't been able to find... Um, the literature on this, but they were talking about capitalism, like what capitalism was supposed to provide or what they were selling to sell 
the selling job was like capitalism improves, you know, kind of pushes innovation, which kind of pushes efficiency, which kind of provides workers with more time because they can produce the same output with the same less less hours than they're in. Yeah. So then you get more free time. You get to spend time with your family. Shit. Yeah. It's complete opposite. They fucking just took all all that efficiency and all the gains yeah. and just pocketed it and just moved it up. Yeah. And they expect free labor too to help yeah. bolster the bottom line. It's people there there's a lot of stuff that like I want to revisit just as a like personal stance on things like democracy. Mm-hmm. Not saying democracy is like I'm not going out there and saying communism's the greatest. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like trying to rethink and kind of reset and see like am I taking this whole concept of like democracy yeah. For granted, like I just assume that it's the best system. Maybe there is a better system out there. Yeah, I mean, I look at again. I don't want to go down this road, but I see like China, and I see all these highways being built, subways being built, mm-hmm. society as a, as a whole moving upwards together. And then I see Eglinton Crosstown taking like fifteen <laughs> years to get built, and all the businesses that were there getting gentrified and moved out. Well, right. they're building highways to nowhere because yeah. the, like Evergreen's gone. So, like the highway to condos that were never built. Yeah, divert that highway around that golf course, right? <laughs> I don't know, um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's just like there's got to be a better way of doing things because mm-hmm. clearly it's not working. Mm-hmm. The greatest for for like Canada, like the U.S. Like mm-hmm. I've been pushing this idea that. New York City is the most overrated city at this moment. Not just their sports teams. Not just sports teams, just yes. overall. Yeah. Like, going in there, I'm just like, okay. You, you see, like, steel beams and all that. It's yeah. rusting. I'm like, everything about it is just, it's so old. Yeah. I get it. Like, 80 years ago, mm-hmm. this was this is the future. But where's the upgrade? Yeah. Like, cities come and go. Like, mm-hmm. just because you have, like, Jay-Z, you know... You know, singing about New York City all the time, saying it's the greatest city every, everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. If it's, I'm not out here saying Toronto's the greatest city ever. Because, yeah. like, you just mentioned, like, Eglinton's a joke. Um, we have people joke running this province. Mm-hmm. Um, and can't get a fucking highway in the middle of nowhere. Um, but it's it's just... It's just an overrated city. But, like, New York... Like, New York is just almost a micro level of U.S., yeah. Like, it's falling apart. Like, no one wants to talk about it. Like, no one wants to accept the fact that it's falling apart because everyone's just in the... They, they think in their lifetime this is what it is. But I'm like, but, man, the U.S. is very young in terms of a nation state. It is, right? And all these conversations are related because you talk about the decrepit state of, like... I think you're probably referring to, like, the New York City subway. New York City subway. Their their buildings. <laughs> Um, the trash on the ground again because trash it, is everywhere. Yeah, but like that—that's just due to the fact that the the population growth, right? And also mm-hmm. like the shit that we buy now is just more disposable. Yeah, there's just more garbage. Yeah, I think you know at a point, you know, the greatest city in the world. I mean, they've been talking about it since what Sinatra's days or whoever <laughs> sung about New York, right? Yeah, um, people don't want to be in that transit system, right? You can't drive in the city either. Yeah. So it's hot as fuck. Yeah. There's no parking. Um, 
rent's expensive, yeah. food's expensive. I'm like, how is everyone living? I've seen the studio apartments there. Yeah, it is no, it's no way to live. That friggin' Murphy bed that comes out comes out of the wall. Yeah, it's not a way to live. But people still swear it's the greatest place to be. Yeah, I don't know why, right? But but yeah, like like I was saying, it's just like just rethinking how things are done. Like me and you aren't gonna do shit. You know, we're not gonna push a button. We're not gonna get anywhere. Yeah. Um, because our ideas could be too radical sometimes. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I have a big but, fucking mouth, and I'll probably get in trouble at some point. <laughs> yeah, but is it better just to be honest and and tell the truth to people, even though they don't want to hear it, than to be lied to and just like, all right, well, everything's good while everything's falling apart in, yeah. in your face. Like, how the fuck are we, are we allowing like Doug Ford to go out there while we don't have fucking nurses in the ER? Yeah, and he's out here fucking you know doing his stand-up bit for five minutes after he swallowed the wasp and then the next day he comes up he coughs it out i'm like dude you're a fucking premiere man yeah. you're a fucking joke literally you can't be more of a joke yeah he should have crawled in a hole and died at that very moment like why is no one you know calling him out in there like you know he's out here putting shovel to ground i'm like hold on in that hole, in that ditch that you're digging, are you digging out some new, like, nurses? Because <laughs> you're not. Then yeah. get the fuck out of here. I don't know. I think you just can't count on other politicians to challenge each other. They're right? all the because same. It's all, like, self-interest. It's all very transactional. Like, you saw during the whole last election, um, now two of those candidates are now running for mayor of <laughs> cities in... Ontario. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. they cannot help themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? They lost at one level. You know, they could be making a difference in some other way. No, they want to go back to the public trough. Yeah. Right? And they want to... Eventually, they want to be in that seat again. Right? Mm-hmm. They want to be in that position again. Now's not their time. They are plotting their return to, like, premier election or whatever. I don't know. You just can't count on anyone to challenge. Right, the little people don't have. They have a voice, but they just don't have the power. Right, I'm pretty sure most of those nurses and most of the teachers voted to get rid of the current government. Didn't work. Yeah, not even close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah, the option is just not there. Even if you have a good option, this is they're just so far out of the establishment that they'll never get in the position where they can win. Yeah, does it sad? So again. When I get a chance to revisit the whole idea of democracy, mm-hmm. that's probably one of the points where I would probably write down and be like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Not at any level. Yeah. And it's just like Canada and U.S. are fairly huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the landmass wise, like like no offense to people on the East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have that much in common with them other than the fact that we're supposedly in a country together. Mm-hmm. Like they're good people. They're nice people. When I go out there oh, to visit, they're, oh, they're great. Yeah, because they want your money. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, like there's like their life struggle is different from my life struggle. Mm-hmm. They're not white collar, you know. I'm over here in Toronto. It's all white, mostly white collar jobs kind of yeah. stuff. It's just different, right? And like, how are you gonna? How are you supposed to satisfy the entire population without pissing off someone? Which yeah. is like the Albertans. Like they they want their oil because that's yeah. how they got rich. Yeah, I just saw a video of some guy shouting at Christopher Freeland in a hotel. 
Yeah. Right? Just shouted her down. I'm like, doesn't this lady have more security? <laughs> Why is it all women around her? Are those women her security? She needs better security. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes one guy. Yeah. Unless your security guards are all like Brittany Griner level height and stature. <laughs> making, yeah. Making ridiculous claims. But um, yeah, and it's, man, sometimes it is depressing just to think about it. But, you know, what's there to, to worry about? Honestly, like, there's bigger things, that we, you know, for us. And mm-hmm. they're like, you know, like we always talk about taking care of our own business. Mm-hmm. And I just look up and be like, hey, this climate change shit, can I go any worse? <laughs> yeah. Like, the droughts are crazy. Like, you see China, the Yangtze River's all dried up. They have fires going on right now, too. Yeah. They've never, like, in England, they've never had four, like, wildfires. And then this year, they or they start having all these forest fires. England, a place yeah. where it's supposed to be fucking raining, raining all, the, all time. the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yet, we were still out here fucking worrying about the most bullshit-ass shit. There's no, there's no equality at the end of the day when we're all fucking dead. Yeah. And I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about Earth because the Earth will be fine. Yes. Um, the, the hunk of dirt will be fine. Well, I'm saying like in the grand scheme of things, when you look over to, over time, mm-hmm. it, it just probably takes a couple thousand years for it to like, you know, rejuvenate itself. It's gone through worse. It's gone yeah. through ice ages, right? It's gone through a fucking comet hidden, hidden it, creating a big ass exhaust covering the earth where it has no sun yeah. for thousands or millions of years. Mm-hmm. Came all fine. Yeah. You know, we're, we're just part of the fuck up. Yeah, it'll be good. Well, it'll probably be good when we're gone, right? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like people say, like, oh, planet Earth, you know, Mother Nature. We're just worried about ourselves. It's true. Like our civilization. How are we going to be comfortable? How yeah. are we going to live in Miami? Yeah. How How is this going to work? So, like, even like we talk about extinctions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like like animal extinction. Some animals aren't going to make it. Yeah. But guess what? Pandas aren't going to make it. Yeah. Fuck. We. <laughs> Why are we helping, you know, a species that doesn't even want to procreate themselves to keep them going? It's kind of like a sick experiment if you think about it. It's because they're adorable. Are they? We shave it all off. They look fucking (laughs) ugly as shit, man. Have you ever seen a naked ass uh, bear? Like any type? Like black bear? It's creepy. Yeah, true. Um, Or koala? Yeah. We fucking... Koalas that per- personify all these like wild animals. They're not. They're not cool, man. Yeah, I've never seen a qual- uh, raccoon. I want to hug. Koalas are dumb as shit, by the way. But like <laughs> raccoons, yeah. I used to like raccoons, but you know the whole story behind that. I won't get into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you, you did them a little bit nicer than what I would do. Yeah. Mm. Um. But yeah. What do you say we talk about Lisa Laflamme? Yeah, let's do it. So Lisa Laflamme, the CTV news anchor. Yeah. I think she worked in like Southwest Ontario region. Yeah. She uh, got terminated by like Bell CTV. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quietly. They quietly fired her. It's a quiet firing. <laughs> um, Different from quiet quitting. So apparently she had been like an anchor for like decades on like, like the news years or something yeah, like that on the news desk and you know very reputable um but i think during last or during recently she 
stopped dyeing her hair, so she let her like natural gray come out. And apparently, people think that's the reason why she was let go. Okay. Because women aren't allowed to age on television. I would have thought like age brings prestige, especially uh, as a news anchor. Yeah, but not for women. Okay. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly, because they, they let Peter Mansbridge go like bald as hell, <laughs> old as hell too, and they let him have his like final sign off. Yeah. Pomp and circumstance, and he gets to leave like an honorable man. Uh, Lloyd Robertson, same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, old CTV. Yeah, CTV as well. Um, but they they fired Lisa Laflamme off television. No final address. She did her own like address on social media. I think she. She didn't want to do a final sign-off herself. That's mm-hmm. what I re- read. Okay. Yeah. So maybe the option was there. But again, maybe when you get fired, you're not going to be there to fucking do a nice final sign-off. Yeah, because then you help launder the image of the organization, right? right. Yeah, exactly. So you're saying it's uh, ageism. Sexism. With a sexism factor in there. Yes. But those two in combination, not apart. Right, because yeah. they, they want young, attractive females to be reading the news. They would love it. Yeah, like right? uh, was that Buzz News? <laughs> oh, is Buzz News like what is that? It's like that Instagram where it's like a uh, account, and it's like more GTA, like Toronto oh. based. Oh, okay. But they always have like all these. Uh, oh, that's like Six Buzz, right? Six Buzz, something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, gross. Um, <laughs> My bad. I don't follow it, so that's why I don't. Yeah. I don't even know the official handle. Six Buzz is gross, just like Blog Tio. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, Blog Tio went down the uh, tangent. Blog Tio went down the shitters and recommendation when they started advertising pimping out an alleyway pizza joint. Did that, that guy have... literally? Well, that guy's cool because I know oh. that guy. Um, but when I saw him, like, good for you, first yeah. of all, to make it there. But Blog Tio, what the fuck? <laughs> Yo, dude, they sn- be snitching on that guy. Right, I think we talked about this before. Like, yeah. if the health inspector showed up, anyway, did he? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck block you. Su- yeah, but yeah, this whole controversy around Lisa Laflamme, and it brings up a good point, right? Um, is there a bias against women that are like showing their age on television? Are we going with social media? believes like how would they even have this i know that their ctv apparently or like bell is going through a whole audit mm-hmm. or investigation to see mm-hmm. what the real reason is yep um i don't know people just fucking chat and just email each other this kind of stuff yeah that ceo is stepped away to like have family time he's taking a lot of heat boy he mm-hmm. is but at the same time they have been letting go a lot of people yeah like bell media in general a lot of people a lot of people and a lot of high profile ones too yeah and they're like sports network um so it could be yeah. people could be pissed and it's easy to jump to that conclusion without mm-hmm. knowing what it is um could be budgetary like you're 35 years you know news anchor you're you could be the demand of pretty penny mm-hmm. at a time where i don't know tr- the traditional news yeah is generating that much revenue for network you know i'm wondering what the agenda is because i don't think any of this these accusations came from the mouth of lisa laflamme Mm -hmm. if she's smart and i'm sure she's very smart she's building a case to take it to court right if she thinks this is what actually happened yeah right she's not going out here in the media 
running her mouth mm-hmm. about this and ruining her chances at some sort of like settlement if she wants. Yeah. Right. I don't know what she wants. She could probably find another job like really quickly. Oh, she ain't bumping nobody off there at the news <laughs> desk right now. Right. Um, she finds that like, you know, package of hair dye. Maybe she will. Um, <laughs> L'Oreal investment. Yeah. But it's just being kind of carried by these activists on social media. Right, they're carrying this. They're jumping to that conclusion and carrying it. And yeah, if it if this is actually what happened, it's really wrong that it happened for that reason. It shouldn't happen for that reason. Mm-hmm. But it's always people with another agenda that are carrying this argument. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we're, we've been missing a really good women's rights argument. You know, the whole um, conversation around Roe versus Wade has kind of quieted it's quieted down quite a bit yeah right the whole abortion thing we need something new to talk about mm-hmm. we need something new to pimp yeah so they kind of kind of bring that up right yeah um and that's fine too right people need something to kind of rally around so that's i mean i don't have a problem with them picking that as their issue of the day yeah i don't mind it it's the corporations <laughs> yeah it's yeah. the corporations jumping on it that I really have a problem with. The opportunism is is sick. It's sickening. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're talking about Wendy's. Yes, posting that. The great. great. I, now, now it all makes sense because, like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, why, why the gray hair kind of stuff? Like, I never watched her stuff, but I know, like, she, on the radio that I listen to, mm-hmm. you always like, oh, catch, you know, Lisa Laflamme at six p.m. Yeah. on CTV for your national news. But it's radio. She should have been able to. Anyways, <laughs> no, but it, <laughs> can't it, hear it her gray hair on the radio. But it makes sense. Yeah. Like overall, when you you mention, it, I'm like, huh, that's true. And the billboards, she used to be a brunette. Mm-hmm. And uh, t- a little tangent, yeah. I don't know if your 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 mom dyes her hair. Um, Probably. Yeah, like 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 my mom, my in laws dyed her hair. I'm like, wonder I'm like, when. I mentioned it to Sarah. I'm like, when is it all right to stop dyeing your hair? Not that it matters to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. uh, when is it okay to start showing your age? If you get those, like, Arlene Dickinson-like streaks. Oh, those, like, like rogue streaks yeah, in the there. Rogue streaks. Yeah, then you're good <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. Or, like, on The Sopranos, you got the poly, you got the wings going on, like, yeah, on yeah. the side. Oh, yeah, yeah, the sideburns. Yeah, then you're good. Yeah, but yeah. Otherwise, then, I don't know. Yeah, but men are allowed to turn into a silver fox. Women are not allowed to turn into a silver. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, silver I cougar. Know. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right, back, back back off the tangent there. Gonna be a mute button for this uh, coffin. Um, yeah, like I mean, corporation jumping on that shit. What what are they? What's their to? What's there to lose, I guess, is really what it is, especially something where it's not divisive in this situation. Yeah. Versus, like, I guess, Mark versus Roe. Like, I don't see any, well, some companies came out, yeah. you know, like, women products and stuff. Like, you know, those people that are down with <laughs> down with Mark and Roe, uh, you know, abortion, uh, anti-abortion stuff. They probably don't use those products anyway, so they don't give a shit. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. You know, companies were jumping behind that, saying they would pay for their employees to like travel to another state to get an abortion. <laughs> Those startup companies, yeah, must be. But yeah, like, yeah, fuck corporations trying to. 
Dude, yeah. Dove was in on it too, so they had a. Oh well, but Dove, but granted, Dove's always had that campaign where like the beauty thing, right? Yeah, but they took like a younger looking woman and then just turned the picture into grayscale. Yeah, I'm like that's not the point of this. Was she, she fat? Ah, uh, she was. Am I allowed to not, call call him fat? No, you're fat shaming. I don't know. I'm not fat shaming. <laughs> you're just you know, asking well, a question. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just asking a question if she's fat. Yeah, she was pH fat. <laughs> um. Yeah, but they took a younger-looking woman, turned the picture grayscale, and be like, "See, it's beautiful." I'm like, "No, that's not the whole. That's not the point, <laughs> right? She's still kind of young, right? She doesn't have like those lines that an older woman would have on her face." Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're just jumping on the opportunism. And should I be angry at them, or should I be like, "Yeah, that's good business." You should just get off social media. I probably should. <laughs> that's that's, Twi- that's Twi- probably like what Twitter it is. is a cesspool. Yeah, I, I'm off of that stuff. Cause, I'm, I'm off of Twitter. Because like, I know Wendy's is always like, they're one of the social accounts that pisses me off the most. Because they're always <laughs> like trying to be edgy and talking to other social brands. And I don't like that. I don't like social brands talking to each other. Who was who that guy that used to be? Dave? Oh, Dave. Yeah, Dave Thomas. I wonder if Dave Thomas would have approved this. Uh, he wouldn't even know. what What is the internet? What is this? <laughs> yeah, like... um. Go back to the yellow packaging on Wendy's. I swear the food tasted better when the boxes were yellow. Well, yeah. <laughs> side tangent. I don't even... Where do you even find one? But yeah, that, another side tangent. Yeah. <laughs> like Wendy's. Um, yeah, I think it, everything's just kind of corporations. Kind of hire social media managers mm-hmm. that were like in their 20s or early 30s. Yeah. Manage an account. I wonder if they run this shit by like the CEO or do they just post it right away? Because they got to jump on it, right? Because like social media stuff, it goes away so quick. It does. It's gonna be gone, man. Like Dude. this Lisa LaFlam story, yeah. it's gonna be gone next week. Yeah. Think about the month of June for every single corporation, and that rainbow flag is flowing, and their <laughs> rainbow logo is out there, shining like a beacon. And on June thirtieth, at eleven fifty nine. Everyone is on that finger on that button to change that logo back. They don't have to change that logo. They they already coded it in right there. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> if they're smart, they coded it to turn it back. But yeah, same. Well, thing. you know these these corporations are also the same ones so like sports team where they'll pump out all these like LGBTQ rainbow jerseys. Yeah, and you know it's just money for them. Yeah, but they only do it during warm ups. They don't wear it during the game. Yeah, which I think if you really stand behind something, you'll do it for real. They don't even do it for the military, so. But I guess it's hard to see people in camel. True. Where was my guy? I lost. I lost him. <laughs> right. Uh, we had camel jerseys back in the day and mixed in line. We were wearing them. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, I never use that excuse. Like, I couldn't find. I couldn't find my man. <laughs> We've been jokes. <laughs> Why didn't you hit me on that pass? I didn't see you on the board. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Again, corporations, what are they going to do? Everything that they do is all freaking planned. Whatever yeah. brings money, that they'll do it. Yeah. You can't trust it. And part of it is just like, oh, I'm a part sucker for, for some of these shit. I go along with it. Well, not not these like posting of all, all the stuff, but I'm talking about like, you know, sports team doing all that stuff, special hats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I would buy it, but I don't know, dialing that back anyways, because now I have all the, when I go through, I'm like, what, would I ever wear this, you know? rainbow jersey or, <laughs> or rainbow warm-up kit outside yeah 
you know, it's 20 bucks, but what the fuck am I going to do with it? Yeah, it, it might be cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think you and I are both at the same stage where we're limiting the jersey acquisitions. Yeah. I used to be all about the jerseys, and now now I have a few, a few that are relevant mm-hmm. to current players or whatever, but, you know, I'm done with it. Anything special, I'm like, yeah, that looks really dope. Yeah. Yeah, you can keep it. I'm not... I gotta buy any more. Yeah, I have other things to pay for in my life. <laughs> Double take on it, and then, yeah, that's part of it, man. Like jerseys, every year changing it and adding mm-hmm. more stuff to it. I'm like, dude, that doesn't change. It's the same shit. Just I just like a nice, clean jersey. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just social media can go fuck off. <laughs> like my company does a lot of social media stuff. Yeah. internally they they push it a lot too like all these diversity stuff like that mm-hmm. that's cool like, I mean I'm just an OG just shitting on it maybe it, maybe it does help maybe it does help change stuff does your company ever ask you to to boost their profile on your personal social media no I, I think I did mention that someone was like during the whole Asian hate thing going on yeah. um, some of them some guy did reach out and like Asked me if I want to be a mentor, and I took it like I'm like, oh, you know, took it as a sense of pride. And then mm-hmm. when I, you know, met with him and we were talking about it, I, I finally knew what the fuck this whole you know mentorship is about. And say, like, oh, it's Asian hate. Oh, okay, so you want me to talk about my experience for Asian hate? Mm-hmm. I'm like, so is my is, is my boss still white? Can I yeah. say the shit I want to say? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um. Yeah, and I just shot it down. I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, you know, I'm happy that the company's taking steps to kind of promote, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, help the cause and all that. But I don't want to be part of a Muppet or a puppet to to, to it all. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to like what I want to say. You're yeah. not going to print what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably can't communicate it <laughs> yeah. properly. I'm going to come off as an asshole. Um, so, yeah, it just didn't go far. But, yeah, it has... But they never asked me to go and pimp it out. I do know, like other, like other colleagues, they do kind of pimp it out. Like, oh, I'm so proud of this and all that stuff mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. Fuck, LinkedIn is another like cesspool of like, but it's a bunch of circle jerking people. Yeah, a bunch of corporate simp's. I maintain that it's the most toxic social media platform there is because <laughs> it's just full of insincerity. Yeah, I'm like, if I did anything that these people write their story about. I'll be gone. Yeah. It's HR, write me up. I'm done. They're not going to be like, good job. It's never happened. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably happened, but like, we're talking about one case out of this whole, what, if this network has like, what, a couple hundred million people, users, mm-hmm. and all we were experiencing is just liking it, not even seeing the same kind of, you know, um, effect if we ever speak up. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. And also, you're a white dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That shit doesn't work. Because, um, there's like one time we we're talking about um like a, a friend Tammy and they were talking about this whole whole wedding venue and we've had like experiences with like golf uh clubs and they're all you can drink. You know, it's not really all you can drink, it's not yeah. an open bar policy. It's all we give you. It's all we give yeah. you kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then her her husband, her now husband, was said like if the, you know, I told our venue that like Fuck off. I paid open bar. So you got to serve everyone whatever they want. And I looked at him straight in his eyes. That 
is white privilege. Yes. <laughs> like, I, mic, it's a mic drop moment. Yeah. And then it just like, Oh shit! He had nothing to say because like nobody else at that table, we're all Asians, mm-hmm. were able to do that. Yeah, no, it doesn't swing. I I tried to say that, it didn't swing. It, there's no push. Mm-hmm. If that's not white privilege, I don't know what is. Yeah, no, I agree. So, um, but yeah, people still experience it. They feel bad about it. Whatever, uh, not whatever, but it's not gonna change during my working career. Maybe at the tail end of it. Hopefully, I don't have to work too much longer. Uh, but it's not going to affect me ultimately. Yeah, you know, I've never been in that position to be asked to be an outward-facing employee, like a to- basically a token, mm-hmm. right? Be a token for us. Yeah, I've never had that happen. I have been asked as a mentor because so I've done peer, I've done career mentoring with my old university, uh, university that shall not be named. Um. And I did career mentoring, but they wanted me to like be a mentor to a person of color. They're like, "We see you. We know. We know who you are." Like, Same color? I think so. Okay. I think they would have probably looked at my LinkedIn and seen my picture, or they think they probably seen my picture on the mentoring site too. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they know. They know who I am. You yeah, see yeah. me, right? <laughs> um. I said. I said. I didn't actually answer. I didn't answer. They're like they wanted to know whether I knew other people. I don't. I don't know any. I don't know any people look like me. But like, <laughs> but I would be willing to do it. I don't. I, said, I don't care. I don't care what my mentee looks like. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm a yeah. I I'm, I'm a mentor like a white white person. Yeah. It doesn't I'm matter. Mentor, it doesn't matter. It's just mentors providing your knowledge down. Right. I have the career experience. I know. I've conducted tons of interviews. I've taken interviews. I've re- reviewed several resumes. I know how to do all of that stuff. I know the nuances of work life because I've been working for, what, like 14 years or whatever. But, I mean, what could, what advice can I give a, a person of color, if I use that, that phrase? Yeah. All I can just say to them is like, look, people are going to look at you and think you can't do the job. So just prove them wrong. And that's it. I mean, what else can you do? What else can I tell them? Mm-hmm. Right? People are always going to look at you and think they know better than you. But that's not even like color at that point. It's somewhat, some of it is. Right? Okay. Well, yeah, I get some it. Of like it, you're, yeah. Some of it is. But there's no other thing that I can do or say to help them. That's a statement. That's a fact. And some of them already know that. Yeah. I'm no role model. Right? <laughs> I just, I work every day to overcome it. Yeah. And you have to do the same. Yeah. Mentorship over. <laughs> yeah. You just, yeah. That's the thing. Like mentoring based on your own color is just, or your background it yeah. just seems kind of stupid. Like if I have something that you think is valuable or is worthwhile for the next generation of workers to know. Yeah. Then yeah, I'm more than happy to do it. But don't call me up because, you know, I'm Chinese. Yeah, and I got to where I got to. Yeah, and I think, no, it's not going to work because like some of these Chinese people, like I've never experienced in what the, you know, their background and what yeah. they're going to experience. Because if you hook me up with like say someone who's, I don't know, Korea, mm-hmm. that came to Canada, and they're in university, they don't have the grasp of like the English language. Yeah, like for them to kind of communicate to someone or to have a chit chat. 
or water cooler to chat and like be able to throw jokes it's not the same mm-hmm. like eventually it'll pick it up but it's still not the same it's true but right. yeah yeah like i've had like directors tell me like straight up and be like yeah like the language thing like they got to where they got to but they they just told me it's like it's hard because mm-hmm. it's you can't relate to some of these people that are in executive positions yeah i'm like yeah i totally get it like what am i gonna talk to this you know you know south african you know white dude mm-hmm. <laughs> who's who's my boss like e- elon musk <laughs> <laughs> is he white i don't even know he's he so like south, he's, androgynous he's african he's the richest african in the world He's the richest person richest, in Earth. It's true. <laughs> not have to yeah. be on a continent. Good way to tie it together in the end. Peace out. Sign off. All right. See you Peace. next time.